I'm Taylor and welcome back to the Grace Uncensored podcast. So this episode is going to be fab because it's one of the most popular topics that was in Clarity magazine. It is interracial relationships. So we've got our interviewee Michelle back to tell a little bit about her story of what it was like dating a guy who grew up in an Indian family and what it was like introducing him to her Ghanaian family. So we're going to find out some of the issues they faced, some of the less helpful reactions from friends, from family, and also how they came to get married and share a life that celebrates both cultures. So it's a real feel-good and honest podcast. We hope you enjoy it. Let's take a listen. so much for talking to me Michelle how has your week been so far it's not been too bad um it's Tuesday I'm actually off work for the next couple of days so just taking a bit of time out to chill so it's actually nice just to not be in front of my laptop <laughs> so yeah it's good. right really good yeah and I feel like this year with the lockdown and stuff like my like screen time hours have been like Honestly, racking up. tell me about it. <laughs> like every time my iPhone notifies me and stuff I'm just like oh I feel so bad about my life but I mean yeah <laughs> it is a lot I managed to pick up some glasses I needed glasses apparently for screen time uh, just before the lockdown started so way back I managed to pick it up just before boots closed so I feel like I've had a bit of protection see you're but... good I've been needing glasses and I still have not got them so I'm just suffering in silence <laughs> oh bless you honestly get them mine these are great can recommend little free ad there for boots (laughs) Um, but we're not here to talk about uh eyesight we can (laughs) but we are here to talk about your story a little bit about the story that you told um to clarity magazine as part of our grace uncensored feature um and your story was all a bit about Sorry, let me say that again. And your story was all about interracial relationships. And we got such a good response. Like I was so passionate about um, sharing your story and sharing on this topic um, as someone that's in an interracial relationship, but also having just chatted to some people that read the magazine and how their experience was so similar to yours. Um, they really wanted to see this. So I'm excited for you to share a bit about that. So you kind of met your now husband in school, right? Yeah. So I met him when I was 14, 13 or 14 um, in year nine. So I I moved from my previous high school, I say high school like I'm American, secondary school Mm -hmm. um, to, yeah, where he was. Um, And we were in the same science class. And it just so happened that um, he was very loud and leery and I was generally (laughs) quite quiet. Um, So our science teacher actually moved him next to me to try and like get the happy medium between us two um <laughs> yeah and at first it was actually horrible because I didn't like him because I just thought this guy is just so overbearing like just talks too much show off in the class um <laughs> but it was just one of those things where I think as we were together more we just turned into really good friends and then from friends okay. it just blossomed into a relationship Oh, wow. okay. So it's always funny, isn't it? Like it's that cliche thing that I think when you're younger, older people tell you like, it won't be the person you think it will be. You're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Honestly, tell me about it. Because even when, let's say we did start, I guess, having feelings for each other, it was still very much like, nah, this isn't really going to work. This isn't the guy that I'm going to end up with. So um, yeah, it is really interesting how life pans out. 
And did you, like, looking back, did you see it as kind of a serious thing? I know you had your doubts, but I just, I find it interesting when you get older, like, looking back, a lot of people will say, oh, like, it's just kids. But I think when you're, like, 15, 16, that kind of age, they can feel like some of the most intense feelings. So did you kind of still take it, like, looking back now, do you think it was still a serious thing? Um, I would definitely say, so in the moment, you do definitely think it is serious. But I think at the same time, I kind of, I, I, I don't know, I think I had to make myself believe it as well, just because I knew, okay, there's so many things that are probably not really going to work out or aren't likely to happen. And there were so many, I guess, outside voices that were saying, oh, this is just a phase. It's not really going to work out. But I think um, it wasn't until maybe I was in year 11, year 12, I started to think, actually, no, I'm taking this seriously. This is really going to work out. This is who I'm in a relationship with now. And I want to see it through to the end. So, um, yeah, I think, yeah, there was a little bit of a mindset mindset shift. But even though from year nine, you were like saying, oh, I love you, or we're going to get married and do this. But it's like you didn't really believe it. It was just like, that's what you say when you're seeing someone, isn't it? So um, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and so you mentioned to us um there were a couple of hurdles that you knew might be a problem and whether it would work out or not so they were um race and also faith so not small ones <laughs> pretty big ones <laughs> yeah um so can you explain a bit about that and a bit of your kind of both your family backgrounds and also your faith background um so yes yeah, so I'm from Ghana um and my husband is Indian so um I was raised um as a Christian grew up in the church um, gave my life to Christ when I was 2004, so how old? 11. Um, so yeah, um, very much heavily involved in my church, um, heavily involved in church activity. Um, and then obviously I grew up in a Hindu home. So yeah, so we, I guess, two completely different backgrounds. And I think when it first came to the issue of race, it was very much like when I did start talking to my family about, um, it was kind of like an Indian guy, like, of all of all races or of all people kind of thing because it was like I think as well the way that I was or the way that I am generally when people meet me they would just assume that I'm with a typical Ghanaian guy I, I don't know what it is I don't know if it's about my looks or what but um it's just very out of the blue and I think everyone always thought I would definitely be the one that would just marry the Ghanaian guy marry the Christian Ghanaian guy and that would be it like my life very traditional and straightforward and I think the same was probably it was probably the same on Amit's part as well because in, in general of all his family members he was kind of like the most traditional I would say um, not necessarily right. religious though um, but just like he was the good Indian son I think right so I think that was probably a tough pill to swallow so on my side um, when it came to my parents um, telling them first it was it was very strange. They were just like, I mean, I don't think they really knew what to say. I told my mum first before my dad because I knew she would probably take it um, better than he did. So, like, in the beginning, right. he would even make snide comments like, oh, what would I eat at the wedding and stuff like that. Um, but that was before he yeah. knew that we were serious. He just knew of Amit. Um, okay. And then um, he actually came to one of our youth um, church events. And from then, that's when he kind of, like, he got saved and then... Um, started visiting the church more and stuff getting more involved and so that's how my parents got to see him more and more and they got to know him and then it was kind of like that their initial fears or barriers that they had up were completely gone because they knew him and it was like he was all right. around the house and stuff so I think that was what 
helped us in that situation. And then when it came, I guess, to um, Emmett's side, it was just, it was very tough because um, they didn't find out about us until I think a few months before he proposed. (laughs) (laughs) It was a very, very big deal. Um, So how long was that then? So it took him longer, but how long was that gap then between kind of school and then engagement? Um, So school, oh my gosh, it was about, eight years nine years wow yeah I'm I'm trying to do the math in my head but yeah eight years nine years because I think so we got engaged in 2015 Mm -hmm. we met in 2009 is that is that right I don't even know if that's right maths (laughs) (laughs) but it was a long time oh don't ask me (laughs) (laughs) it was a long time and then we got married in 2016 um but yeah so when so the day he proposed was actually like it was like World War Two in our in his house, um, so apparently okay. all his family came over to try and like uh, stop the engagement because they were like, I mean, what's going on here? What's happening? Um, but he still went and did it. So I was oblivious to all of this until after he had actually done it. Um, okay. But yeah, so yeah, the first few months after being engaged was pretty tough because it was kind of like, what do we do now? Do we talk about this? Do we meet your family now? But then, so a few months after, we actually had a huge family meeting where both families got together and just had a little bit of a discussion, got to know each other. And then from then, it was kind of like I was now invited to family events and stuff, was invited around to the house for like dinner and stuff. So that's how we all got to know each other before the wedding. And then okay. literally everything came together. Like I couldn't even tell you, like, God is just so good the way it all worked yeah. out. <laughs> So, yeah. It sounded like you needed a little support there, some divine intervention. <laughs> yeah. But you, would you say then that I just find it interesting about the family's meeting? Actually, I find two things interesting. Um, number one, if it's been 10 years, there must have been something in both of you that had that kind of level of commitment or understanding that things are a journey. And I wonder if that maybe comes from either side or a culture or whether that's just in you, whether it's a faith thing. Um, but also the fact that you guys um like the families met would you say that's kind of quite an important cultural thing as well that fact because because I feel like actually in the UK you can be dating someone and you're you know I find it's not that much of a priority that families on both sides get to know each other Mm. you know I just wonder if that's something that you knew would be an important thing uh Definitely. So I think when it comes to both of our cultures, I think one thing that we both definitely have in common from the Indian side, the Ghanaian side is family is everything. Um, Mm. And it's kind of like you don't just marry your spouse, you marry into the family. So I think that's one thing that we both knew we would have to take serious. It would, I think, I don't, I don't want to speak for everyone, to be honest, but I know there's some people that would be okay with eloping or getting married and not having their families there. But but when it came to both of us, that was one thing that we both felt strongly about, that we would really want our families to be involved or to be happy right. and stuff. So we took that seriously. And I think it does play a part in our lives now, where it's now we do a lot of family events and it is about like doing it big and having everyone there and doing things together, um, eating dinner together, like little things like that. And I think um, that is very cultural. Um, mm. When it comes to, sorry, what was the you are the first thing you asked about just commit just commitment commitment. sorry I chucked a lot at you there (laughs) but just the fact that as young people in a you know and you're in the UK at this point like the dating scene when you're a teenager and then into kind of your 20s to go on like a 10-year journey not (laughs) knowing if your families are going to be okay is shows massive commitment and quite 
a lot of maturity to see the journey through. I'm just wondering if you think that's come from your cultures or whether that's something that maybe was a faith thing or just, yeah, how you managed to do that? That's a long time. I think, to be honest, I can only speak for myself and not from Amit, for Amit um, mm. at the moment, but I think for me, it heavily came from my faith um, mm. side of things because for me, it's just for I guess dating for me was very much have marriage as your end goal or courtship as um, we call it in my church is um, Mm. you have it as your end goal. It's not necessarily just dating just for the sake as in it's always purposeful. And I think that's the difference between just dating and courtship in my eyes is that there's purpose to it. So it was always, Mm. I guess, I don't know if I grew up just too quickly or what, but um, I think in my church, especially married, like, marriage was all I saw my family marriage was all I saw my cousins got married young so for me it was very much I'm gonna get married young gonna start family young and it's gonna be a marriage that's honorable to God at the end of the day so I think that was always in the forefront of my mind I think in the beginning it probably wasn't really in the forefront of Amit's mind because I'm sure when he first met me it was probably just I'm I'm just dating her because I like her that's it Um, (laughs) I think because as he got to know me and know my stance that was very much like oh I've got marriage in my mind. I'm not just doing this for the sake of it. I think it right. did eventually his mindset also changed as well. But I think it heavily came from my faith. Right. And then obviously he went on a journey himself, becoming a Christian. Um, and then maybe you see that play out as well, because he told his parents when he was like, okay, I'm going to marry this girl. Yeah. <laughs> that must have been quite a big moment like for you. How, what was that journey like? Because there must have been kind of some hurt there in terms of not necessarily directly at Amit, but maybe, um, you know, just knowing that his family couldn't share in your kind of like, you know, your journey together. But then also the flip side, the fact that he made that statement, like I'm telling them because, you know, I'm in. What was that whole kind of journey like for you? It was a huge whirlwind. I tell you, it was half of it was relief because it's like, oh, finally they're going to know. But it was also a lot of fear. I'm not even going to lie to you. It just felt like I don't know how they're going to take it. And it would be like in my mind, you would have a lot of like just fake situations running through your head. You know, when you sometimes just sit and you literally have a whole conversation with yourself, mm-hmm. uh, playing out what you think would be happening or like what my arguments would be in this situation. So it was, it was a lot of that. And I think a lot of the battle took place in my mind beforehand. And I just had to come to peace to know However this goes, I just have to put it in God's hand. And it just required a lot of prayer, I think, because I think a lot of things did happen in that time, but it was just about not taking things personally because as much as it is a very personal issue, I know it wasn't aimed at me. It could have been any other person that was like me and the response probably still would have been the same. So I think it's just having that in the back of your mind as well as to know that, look, at the end of the day, if I have it, in the back of my mind that we are going to be a family one day I can't take it personally I can't take it to heart yeah so you also mentioned to me like when we chatted before the interview for the magazine you were talking about how when you sat down kind of face to face with Amit's mum um that was like a big deal and being able to show what you're about and that your culture also respects like family. Mm. You said that that was quite a turning point and I just found it so like interesting and also really important to share. So I wondered if you wouldn't mind like reminding me and letting our listeners hear about that kind of moment. 
Yeah, so that moment was honestly the most emotional. I've I cried when so so it was at our family meeting. Um, and I think everyone was just kind of going around saying what their thoughts were and or if they agree, if they don't agree, or what we're about. So then I oh, yeah. was just like, okay, can I just say something? And it was just my whole spiel. I'll say was just literally me saying that um, the way I've been brought up is probably the same as in I have the same values that you would instill in any one of your daughters as in when we get married I would call you mum the same way I call my mum mum I would treat you the same way and in the same respect and that me marrying Amit isn't just like I know his culture is part of him and that's part of what I love about him so I am going to love that and embrace that when we do get married because one thing in my mind was that I knew that a lot of the fear that our parents have when we are marrying outside of our culture or outside of our race is that we're just going to drop that and leave that and not be part of it so it was really really important for me to just I guess put those fears at ease put those worries at ease um from the get-go um so yeah that that was that was a big deal a major deal yeah and I just yeah it's so cool I love hearing about it because I think it shows a real maturity but also you know you're able to come to that place maybe a lot easier than others because you understand what culture means to a family and when it's important how important it is um and one thing I'm just really passionate about is like kind of shattering people's worldview I think we can get into the kind of habit of being like well we're right and they're wrong and there's no other way around it um and I think I guess for you you must have understood on a deeper level where the parents were coming from because I think for many people growing up in the UK and maybe they're younger we can be really quick to say like that is racist or that's full of hate and it's wrong to not want people to marry other people because of x y and z um and I think things like this they run so much deeper like knowing people from Indian culture it's 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 more than that um because it it does run deeper right it's it's, you've got to understand it on a deeper level yeah and I think that's one thing that I literally had to tell myself that it's not I think uh, people can see things in black and white as much as they want but not everything does stem from racism sometimes it's just based on preferences that might just be very strong preferences and I think it's Mm. it's knowing the difference in that and knowing what people are actually afraid of and I think you have to you always have to understand it from both viewpoints before you can tackle it um because Mm. uh, don't get me wrong I know there are like black racists (laughs) and that is another issue that I mean for another day but um yeah I think (laughs) it is about having understanding so for me it was I know my viewpoint I know that I I feel this way about I mean and I'm gonna go ahead with the relationship but I also understand that our parents weren't raised the same way we were raised they weren't raised in the same surroundings that we were raised whereas in the UK Mm. I guess it is more mixed you are more likely I guess to meet someone that you click with that isn't from the same background as you so it's it's having that that um always having the mind of understanding and loving people because I think if you have compassion for people you will try and sit and think how do they feel sit and think how can I be in your shoes and how can I ease whatever it is that you aren't happy with and I think that was the only way that we could push forward and break the barrier that we broke wow and I think that's really powerful and like what you said about understanding what people are afraid of that's really powerful if you can get to that place. And like you say, compassion is key. Because I think for, for di- different people, depending on, oh, it could be anything, what you've gone through in the past, your character traits, whatever, that can be a hard, hard thing to do. Like to hear something 
And then to go that step further and say, okay, let's look at the root here. What are the fears here? Exactly. Why are they saying that? That can be really hard to do. Um, but I think so, so important in in all areas of life. Um, and also not just asking the fears of the people in front of you, but asking what are my own fears? Like why have I reacted you know so badly to this or why am I so offended what is my fear and yeah working through that is powerful I think what you said there is is fantastic in terms of um why am I offended and I think in marriage itself this is one thing that I've come to learn and I was saying this the other day to Em is that generally in our relationship I'm more of the hothead let's say that Mm. and I think in this life you have to know that you can find evidence to feel any kind of way about anything in this life so if I want to be upset today I could pick through my brain for all the reasons why I should be upset or why I should be justified in feeling the way I feel. But I think right. what we need to come, we need to come to a place as a humanity, as humanity, where we find evidence for why we see the good in people or why we choose not to run away with this offense. And I guess try and be understanding. You can't be understanding if you've clouded your mind and your judgments with every reason why you are right and why the other person is wrong. So I think, right. yeah, it's all, it's all about understanding. It's all about just finding the right evidence for the right moment, if you know what I mean. So, yeah. No, yeah, that's amazing. That is really powerful. I love it. Why are you preaching today? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That was the first part of the Interracial Relationships Race Uncensored episode. As I chatted with Michelle, I so love chatting to her. Her voice is one you can trust. She's just a great woman of God. And so I'm excited for the next episode where you can listen to the second half of our chat. More about her relationship, more about family difficulties. You'll definitely be inspired. Now, we're sorry that this episode was slightly late. We're not going to lie. That is, of course, because the next issue of Clarity, the Autumn Winter 2020 magazine, went to print. It is now out, so you can grab your copy at claritymag.co.uk. It will be a great read. It's a gift for you. It will support our volunteers, so go check it out. See you next time.